Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's your host, Dylan Conroy, back with another edition of the Ad Podcast on our normal one o'clock West Coast on Monday slot. Uh, so super excited about the guest that we have on the show today. I am privileged to have Lisa Tan, who's the Chief Marketing Officer of Reverie on today. And uh, Lisa has a really exciting career, uh, mainly in big four consulting before she came over as the chief marketing officer at Reverie, where she's been in that role for, I think, over a decade at this point. Right, Lisa? That's right. Awesome. Very cool. Well, you've uh, you've uh, exceeded the average CMO tenure by a long shot, I think, <laughs> at this point. So, um, yeah, but uh, th this is uh, an area that's near and dear to my heart because I feel like uh, all the attention these days are on these uh, thought leaders and influencers that are kind of doing the, hus the hustle lifestyle and uh, putting a, uh, a, uh, an undervalue on the value of what really of what sleep does for you as a health and wellness benefit. So I feel like you have from the research that I've done on you, you have a really healthy perspective around sleep that I think more people should have. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. You bet. Excited to be here, Dylan. Awesome. Well, cool. Um, if we could kick off by, uh, if you could maybe just walk us through your background a little bit and uh, maybe talk about some of the major stepping stones in your career, just what kind of prepared you for your role as CMO of Reverie, and uh, just give us some of the highlights as we kind of dive in. Sure. So I majored in psychology as an undergrad and had no intention of going into that field, but it was such a great major for just, you know, I've, I've always been curious about people and mm -hmm. that has been a part of my entire career in different ways. I started off and had brief stints at Scholastic Books on the editorial side, realized that the publishing side was probably where I wanted to be, then mm -hmm. um, did a little a little bit of PR. And then I was at, at Kearney for almost a decade doing management consulting. And I would say to any, any undergrad who's considering a career where they're gonna learn a lot, and they're going to have exposure that just launches their, their careers moving forward. Working at a professional services agency, whether it's consulting or an agency, just gives you such a rich experience. So I did everything from really manufacturing heavy projects to things that were more media related. So after I graduated from business school, a lot of my projects were really focused on media in New York City. And at a time when the, the monetization of content was sort of the the, the buzz topic. And that really prepared me to take on a more operational role when I moved to Reverie from a marketing standpoint. So I had I had a pretty good sense of how a lot of our clients' cost structures looked. We had done go-to-market strategies and really looked at where there were opportunities in a, in a world that was quickly digitizing to figure out how to monetize. And that is what kicked me off at Reverie. Um, started off and really Reverie is a manufacturer of adjustable bases and customizable mattresses. We are passionate about helping people live better lives through the power of sleep. Um, and our primary business is adjustable bases in a wholesale environment. So when I joined, we were just kicking off the direct to consumer division. So I got to do a lot of the fun branding elements, like come up with a new logo, figure out our, our brand voice and really figure out who our our initial audience was going to be. Um, and a lot of it was, was I, I was able to rely on some of what I learned, but it's always different when you're in-house and, and doing it yourself, rolling up your sleeves. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
I think I read somewhere that you were actually kind of brought in as a consultant, so to speak, to look at this direct consumer launch mm -hmm. as, um, as a project. And then you ended up staying uh, for over 10 years as the CMO. So um, what were some of the biggest challenges? You know, now we think about bed in a box and buying beds and buying high ticket items, at least for a certain segment of the consumer uh, category. It's kind of pretty well known and pretty well received even for high ticket items. But can you talk about, you know, what were some of the challenges in those early days of shifting consumer behavior from going into maybe a retail partner, a showroom experience, and then moving more into buying something that might cost $10,000 and then you'll have in your home for 10, 20 years um, online. Can you talk about what that was like in the early days? Sure. So if you look at consumer research, consumers rate buying a mattress just above buying a used car. So it's, <laughs> it's not considered a very enjoyable experience and people put it off as long as possible until they absolutely need to. Maybe they're moving, maybe they have a lifestyle or a, a you know life status change, like they're getting married or divorced. Um, or, or they're in a lot of pain. And that's it, it re really requires a big change to push people or pull people into a furniture retailer to try a mattress. So on one hand, we have that going for us. There aren't many people that want to go into that store. So the question is, how do you create a great experience and give people the assurance that if they buy sight unseen and really touch unseen, that they're not going to be disappointed or have, have buyer's remorse? And the truth is when you're in a furniture retailer and you have five minutes to lie on a mattress and you're getting a lot of pressure from the salespeople, mm. you don't get a good sense of what, what it's going to be like to sleep on that product. It takes actually up to 30 days to really adjust to a new material. If you're used to sleeping on one thing and you switch to another thing like memory foam to latex, which is what our mattresses are, that's a big adjustment and your body needs time. So trial in a, in a store is really pretty superficial. Mm. And that's where we really focused on our story of customizability. So you can buy a mattress based on your height, your weight, your sleeping position and your sleeping preferences, as well as your sleeping partner on the other side of the mattress. And then if that's not quite right for you, you can actually change the components that we call dream cells inside of the mattress to make it softer or firmer for your support needs. And that means that if you buy something and it's not quite right on day one, after you test it out for a week, you can unzip the cover and reconfigure those based on color charts that we have to mm. get the firmness level you need. And then say over time, you start sleeping on your back instead of your side, or you get pregnant and all your weight shifts to your middle. Those are life circumstances where you can reconfigure the mattress as needed to give you the support you need for that 10 to 20 year life cycle. Wow. So it's almost like you're having the opportunity to upgrade your mattress in a way. Right. Right. We want it to be durable. We, we don't want you to end up needing to come in to, to buy a new mattress because there's a big divot in your bed. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So I think you touched on something that's, uh, that's interesting to me as an observer from the outside looking in on the industry, um, kind of talking about the idea of that uncontrollability of the third party uh, retailer experience, you know, you're not ultimately in control of that customer interaction that happens, um, in a third party wholesaling relationship. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned like car salesmen being a close comparable. I, I, I've bought my last three cars through either 
uh, Vroom or Carvana, um, mainly because my wife went in to look at a, um, a, I won't say what car company, cause I hate putting people on blast in public, but she went into a dealership and they asked her like, oh, shouldn't your husband be here? <laughs> so, um, we've actually bought our last three cars through direct consumer. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed is, um, a lot of these companies, I won't obviously name your competitors, but there are, um, some that now when you go to like retail experiences, like a mall, you'll actually see uh, branded retail experiences that are actually owned by a lot of these uh, mattress and sleep technology companies that started off as DTC online. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious, is that something that you guys are considering? And uh, what do you think the value is of um, having those retail experiences in the real world where customers can go and touch and feel your products? I think it's always good to be able to touch and feel a product. I think that the entire package of giving consumers that are all D to C what they need and also giving consumers that really do need that validation of touching the product or speaking with a live person. Um, I, th I think that's a very important part of the shopping experience for many people. Our our mattresses and sleep systems are a considered purchase. So they want to make sure they're making the right one. And it certainly helps. I mean, it, it certainly augments sales to have that in-person experience. We've done it a variety of ways over the years. We've partnered with cruise lines in the past, and that's a mm -hmm. great way to trial a new mattress. If you're on it for a seven day cruise, you have a pretty good sense of how you're going to sleep after afterwards. Um, we've also done a lot of road shows in Costco. So that's a 10 day road show. And that's, a great amount of time for a shopping, uh, for a mattress shopping experience, because somebody comes in to buy toilet paper, they try out the product, they bring their spouse or partner back later in the week, and then they can make that purchase before the before the roadshow goes away. But I think it's it's nice to have if you don't have dedicated retail, having those store within a store experiences is really helpful to you know push a lot of customers over the over the purchase line. That's awesome. So you guys are uh, partnering with your with uh, retail in a way that you can uh, enhance the value of that consumer experience, but still kind of be part of that conversation versus completely handing it over to a retail partner in those instances. Definitely. And then with our adjustable bases, we're in retailers, furniture retailers all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, but people rarely go in just to buy an adjustable. They're primarily going in to buy a mattress and they learn about the cat, the category of adjustable bases when they're in the retailer. Nice. So uh, let's actually uh, talk about that a little bit. So you, uh, you guys are focused. Um, I think you've used a terminology called power bases mm -hmm. um, as a, uh, um, a uh, name for the technology. Um, I read somewhere that only 8% of the U.S. population uses a bed with an adjustable base, but over 75% of Americans uh, say that they're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the biggest challenges uh, in that category from either an awareness perspective, consideration perspective? Why such a gap between people who obviously need these products, you know, probably myself included, mm -hmm. And uh, you know the um, the actual app or the adoption, I suppose, of this technology. So that's a that's a big question to answer, Dylan. I'm going to unpack that a bit. I think <laughs> sure. for us, it really starts with sleep as a key pillar of health. You mm. have exercise, you have nutrition, you have stress management, and you have sleep. And we like to think of those four pillars as critical to creating a healthy lifestyle and a healthy person. 
um, people, it's very easy to sacrifice sleep over those other things because you, you have to plan for it. You have to create healthy habits in order to sleep well. And the product that you sleep on is really, is really a tool, but unlike, you know, unlike a Fitbit or an Apple watch or something that's giving you feedback about your performance and encouraging you to do better, you, you don't have that as much with, you know, with a sleep product. Obviously there are trackers for everything that help you monitor your sleep, but setting the right habits around your sleep routine are really where it all begins. And when you're younger and able to push through, or you think you can push through, um, you know, a, a sleep deprived week or a sleep deprived life, you, you, you just aren't willing the, the willingness to pay for quality products that are going to enhance your sleep is, is pretty low. So that's our biggest obstacle is helping you know, continuing to educate and provide data that shows how important sleep is to living a healthy and long life. Yeah, that's really cool. So you guys are really focused less, I suppose, on the upper funnel components of you guys' marketing. You're really focused on um, evangelizing sleep as a health and wellness component, not a feature or like a furniture decision. It's more of a lifestyle and a wellness decision. Right, right. That's our ultimate goal. We do focus down the funnel on people that are in those life changing moments where they where they are in the market for a bed. But there is a lot of we have a lot of aspirational marketing to do at the top of the funnel just to help people realize how important sleep is. Even as a doctor in medical school, if you're not focused on sleep, you're getting about three hours of dedicated sleep instruction during your you wow. know, during your your education. So um, there's a lot there's a lot of information that is out there and is not yet well known for most consumers. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I read on, uh, or I think I heard on another podcast that you were speaking um, on the marketing trend that we're hearing a lot about personalization, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was pretty interesting. And um, what's also really exciting about your products, and you've touched a little bit on it, of how you can kind of customize it and change it uh, throughout different life stages, such as pregnancy and things like that. But um, you also mentioned that you can actually customize because rarely uh, are you purchasing a sleep decision of this magnitude for equipment such as a mattress or a power base. You don't generally make that decision by yourself. So usually you're selling to uh, couples or two people sleeping on one side of the other of the bed when you get into this price point. Um, can you talk a little bit of uh, some of the challenges around personalization uh, or targeting when you're actually targeting two people versus one? Yes. So we've learned a lot over the years about who is listening or who is seeing seeing our messages. And it, what's fascinating is often with with our sleep system, which has the power based technology, it often attracts people with an engineering mindset. They they're interested in the technology and they and they come in from that standpoint and then they're able to sell their spouse on the comfort benefits. So we, we do see a lot of pairings where one partner is interested in one thing and one partner is interested in another thing, or they've been comprom compromising on comfort because one likes firm and one likes soft, or one person is snoring. We get a lot of people that come in because their spouse is snoring. 
So <laughs> we've done a lot of a, a lot of testing over the years on those messages to see who is coming in as the lead, and then ultimately how they bring their their sleeping partner into the conversation. Um, it results in a lot of couples on the phone at the same time with our sleep specialists. Mm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so it is, it's really, I, I think about, you know, my last mattress, um, my wife purchased it. It was, a, I think the most expensive one that this particular brand made, but it was because it was the most organic bed, I guess, known to man. So I'm told. <laughs> and then it's, uh, you just kind of go along with the chief household officer, uh, buyer persona and that equation. But, um, yeah, it's interesting because, um, as I've done all this research about, uh, power bases, it seems like it would be something that would add value, but for whatever reason, my wife just has this, um, uh, I don't know, uh, some, somewhat of a resistance to sleeping, not like flat on a mm -hmm. bed. That's interesting. Well, and I think that you have to convince two people at yeah. once. Yes. And a, and a lot of that initial messaging to to the couple has to be about the customization that you have because mm. you, you have yeah. unique body types, you have unique needs, and you probably have different preferences when it comes to sleeping. So that's that's the message that we can introduce early on that resonates with both, you know, both participants in the couple. That's cool. Well, um, I want to uh, pivot a little bit into uh, my end of this world, which is in and around creator marketing. Um, and I think that you guys have done some exciting things at Reverie. So uh, I'm excited to kind of dive into your strategy and hear a little bit more uh, outside of the research that I was able to do from the outside looking in. So um, at Reverie, you've created something called the Sleep Advisory Board. Uh, this is made up of doctors, professionals, and professional sleep experts who help you co-create content. Um, why was it important for you to attach your brand to this level of professional credibility while trying to educate your customers about the importance of sleep? You know, going for, say, doctors and folks who really know this space from a science and technological perspective versus people that might just have been able to lend you brand equity or reach. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's important because we really care about the science of sleep and mm. it really is our aspiration to help others understand how important it is for a healthy lifestyle. So where our baseline is, is what a lot of sleep brands still talk about, which is you're on, you're on your mattress for a third of your life. Well, that's great. That's been heard. Um, you know, and that only takes you so far when you actually start to understand why sleep matters and how the products that we design are going to help you maximize your sleep. I, I can't promise it's going to put you back to bed when you're awake at 3 a.m., but are going to make you comfortable so that when you go through life changes, you're going to have what you need to remain comfortable and sleep well. Um, so, you know, if, if we're going to go all the way, we want people that are truly at the cutting edge of sleep science. And over the past decade, even since I started at Reverie, there's been so much sleep science that's come to market as well as consumer sleep tracking technology that helps somebody who's really passionate about sleeping better and values sleep to, you know, start focusing on that and, and improving their and improving their sleep quality. Um, if you don't go the full, you know, for us, we, we can talk to people that care about sleep, but to really prove that it matters, 
it was important for us to work directly with experts. Yeah, that's cool. And, you know, you mentioned something interesting with uh, all of this technology around wearables and things that track your sleep. Like I've got the aura ring here. Mm -hmm. I have a, um, a Garmin watch that also has some tracking capabilities. But if you think about these connected devices, all they do is give me inputs about my sleep, but it doesn't right. actually help me do anything about it. Right. So, yeah, that's, right. that's interesting. That's a really interesting way to think of it. Um, very cool. Well, um, so I also noticed in your influencer marketing efforts that you uh, have also led with another theme as you kind of edge out from this uh, sleep expert space. You are associating yourselves with Olympic athletes like Patrick Chan. Um, has it been important for you uh, from an endorsement perspective or tying back to somebody like Chan who needs to be at the top of his game in athletic performance? Is that a natural extension from an influencer perspective to you to move to the next level of kind of showing how sleep and your product specifically can have an impact on performance for, you know, it's almost like you guys are marketing the way that Red Bull does, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> yes. And I think that's another extension of a sleep expert who is using sleep as a critical part of their, their professional success and, and overall health. Um, most of the athletes that we've associated with and have, have talked to really prioritize sleep as mm. a form of not only, um, performance enhancement, but also recovery. If you are working out as much as a professional athlete does, and you're not getting the sleep that you need, your body's going to break down and that's going to result in injury. So that was another tie. And, and from the beginning, you know, before we even had our D to C division, we were working with CrossFitters, um, who also are trying to hack every part of their lives, mm -hmm. um, and and sleep played played a lot into those into those early relationships as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we used to represent the largest female fitness influencer in the world, Demi Bagby, and she started as a CrossFit athlete. So yeah, sleep is definitely huge, and not only that world, but just in performance athletics in general. So that's really cool um, as an extension for you and. Uh, I also read that you guys um, have a performance footwear department. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you, how you think of expanding out your categories uh, uh, outside of kind of the, the core traditional product sets that you guys uh, offer? Sure. So the performance footwear is, is a related company. Um, it's a, it's a business partner of, of our CEO. Mm. Um, and so a lot of the foam technology they collaborate on. And when you think about a footbed, um, they, DSC makes dream cell footbeds, um, which go in all sorts of running and, and other sports shoes that everyone wears. Um, it's the same idea. It's, it's providing that support that you need for long-term endurance, um, you know, durability, it doesn't have to be in endurance running, but providing that same comfort layer, whether it's on your bed or it's in your shoe, that's going to give you the, the recovery and the, the performance enhancement that that you need. So it all goes back to the foam and the formulation and thinking about how the product is going to support the customer as they use it over a long period of time. Nice. So it's just kind of an extension of the innovations you guys are doing can right. be applicable to other industries. And that's a good opportunity to borrow brand equity from each other. Right. Right. Cool. 
Well, awesome. Well, uh, we're getting down to the final stretches here. So um, what has you most excited as a marketer um, about the future of what you guys are doing at Reverie? What are you most excited to accomplish in the next year or so? So I'm really excited to come out of this last five years of focusing on supply chain and staffing <laughs> and really get back to our core innovation. Yeah. We love, we love, love, love talking about sleep. We love engaging with other people in the industry that are passionate about sleep. And I think in betting, there's a, there's still a lot of opportunity to continue promoting the story of sleep and tying that back to product versus being so focused on promotions, which is really what drives a lot of, a lot of sales in, in, in retail. Um, so I'm really excited about some of the things that are coming up. We're working on an innovation summit in 2024 with our retail partners. We've done that in the past. And the idea is really to have a day where we're all focused on innovating in the industry by being inspired by people who are not in the industry. That's very cool. Well, uh, very excited about what you're doing at Reverie. Lisa, thanks so much for coming on the show and sharing us a little bit of your insights around the space and your career. And uh, you've convinced me that uh, a power base is the way to go. I just got to get my wife on board. But um, thanks so much for your time. And uh, for those who are watching at home, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you think somebody in your network would enjoy or benefit from watching it, please uh, don't forget to share. So Lisa, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Dylan. Have a great day. See you later.